What's up, y'all, and welcome to Marley the Podcast, where I use over a decade of experience in the health and fitness space to help you find what's gold and what's old so you can achieve all your health goals seamlessly. Want to know something that's pretty funny? And not funny in a haha way, but funny in a ironic way. Because for the longest time, I thought that a proactive stress management tool and tactic was working out. And although working out has so many positive benefits, it definitely is not the only tool that I needed to have in my arsenal to be able to combat stress and be able to take care of my body in a specific way that made it so I didn't have hormonal issues and I didn't have adrenal issues because I thought the way I was feeling for so long was normal and it was just a part of getting older. You know, getting in your 30s, you're like, wow, my body drastically changes. But this was a huge wake-up call for me because I realized that it had a lot to do with certain lifestyle factors and my lack of proactive stress management because I was feeling super lethargic. I was having a lot of brain fog. I was having midday crashes at like noon, 1 p.m., relying on quite a bit of caffeine. And I lost a lot of my libido. And I was like, wait, I'm not 70 years old. Why the heck am I struggling with all of these things like I'm nearing the end of my life? I was like, this cannot be a way to live. So After getting some blood work done through the doctor's office and after getting some diagnostic testing done because I was having some hormonal issues, everything came back normal and nothing was alarming and nothing was off in a way that they would flag as, oh, you have this going on. So I knew that I had to do some further digging and further investigating to figure out what was really going on because I was so tired of feeling that way. And One thing I did was I made sure to get a Dutch test. And this is something that is not covered by insurance. It's out of pocket, but it's also not something that you have to do a ton of times throughout the year for you to be able to see where specific levels at and where specific markers are at. So it took quite a few weeks to get results back because you have to time it with that time of the month for us ladies And once I did get the results back, it was a huge light bulb moment and a huge catalyst for the way that I coach because I realized I had been putting my body into this heightened state of stress and that fight and flight mode for so long. And I didn't have any effective strategies to get it out of that mode. So a lot of things were suffering as a result. My estrogen was really high. My cortisol levels were not where they should be. I was flatlining throughout the day, which was causing me to have that midday energy crash. And I had to really look within and say, okay, what are some things that I can change that would really benefit me and be able to help me improve on these specific levels? So that way my body doesn't feel so out of sync. And I had to look at a couple different things. And one of those things was looking at sleep hygiene and my sleep environment. The other was to look at my particular stress management strategies I have, which could be things like meditation, yoga, sitting in silence for five minutes. And I had none of this in place, none. So it really 
was that red flag of like, okay, there needs to be something done and you can't keep going like this because it's only going to get worse in the future. And especially because my mom had breast cancer a couple years ago and that runs in my family. There's been a long line of females on my mom's side who have breast cancer. So if I were to keep going and have zero stress management strategies and my estrogen levels continue to stay really high or even continue to go higher, this would really put me at a higher risk for having breast cancer and certain types of cancer down the road because elevated stress does that to the body. And I really wanted to get ahead of that, which is why now when I have my own clients come in, one of the first things I do, and this is something you can do on your own. You don't need this very framework, but you can evaluate some of your habits you're doing now. And we talk about sleep hygiene and environment. So one of the biggest things that I like to address is how many nights are you on your phone or some sort of other device like your laptop, anything that omits blue light within 60 to 90 minutes before you sleep. And a lot of the times, and I know I was so guilty of this myself and I still catch myself doing it, but it would be like five nights a week. And no wonder why I felt like I would sleep, but I was still tired when I woke up or my quality of sleep wasn't good or I couldn't really fall asleep super fast. And all this had to do with the fact that the blue light was really affecting how my body produced melatonin. So one way that I really chose to combat this was to put my phone on sleep mode at a certain time so I don't get notifications, I don't get phone calls, like nothing pops up on the home screen on my phone when it's locked. So I don't see anything. It makes me less likely to want to dive into my phone. And then I also use this feature, which has been a total game changer. And it's in the um, app settings where you can set specific hours to use apps. So things like TikTok, things like Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram. If you catch yourself just mindlessly opening your phone and going on these apps, this is going to be a really big game changer for you because it has you take additional steps. You know, when you go to the store and you buy something and it's like, are you sure this is the amount? And then they ask you more questions. It's kind of like that. So it really has you thinking about like, oh, do I need to be opening this app? Do I need to be accessing this? And it will really help you stay off your phone for that 60 to 90 minutes before you go to sleep so you can actually feel well rested when you are getting enough sleep. And then something else that I love to be able to evaluate, and I know I have a couple of these already at home, which is like, what environmental aspects do you have in your sleep space? Because a comfortable mattress, comfortable pillows are something that are a non-negotiable for me. A cool, dark room, I love having the fan on. And I know some people respond really well to like a noise machine because it's hard to fall asleep when there's absolutely like no other distracting sound. Blackout curtains are a huge example of this too. So having one or a couple of these different items that will make it easier for you to fall asleep, stay asleep, will make it so that you can actually wake up the next day and feel well rested because I've talked about this before, but sleep affects so much. Sleep affects not only energy levels, that's like a given, but it affects your hunger levels. It affects obviously your hormones like we talked about. So getting ahead of this means that you will combat 
some of these different elements down the road that I have dealt with. And that's my main goal is to really prevent that for my own clients and for you, because if we can be more aware of how we can get ahead of these things before it's too late, then we can be proactive instead of being reactive. And then when we dive into the stress management portion, we talk about proactive stress management strategies. And you notice how I mentioned just a couple moments ago, I talked about proactive instead of reactive, right? So things like five to 10 minutes a day, doing non-sleep deep breathing. It can do be breath work, yoga nidra, which is a slower paced yoga. We don't want to be doing like power yoga or hot yoga. Meditation falls in this category, just like a couple minutes in silence. And if you're anything like me, meditation and moments in silence or minutes in silence are really, really hard for me. I'm the type of person that constantly feels like I have to be busy in order to be productive. But going through getting the Dutch test and getting my results back, I realized that I was actually doing my body more harm by not resting more often and not having any of these strategies in place. So this is an awesome place to start. Like you don't have to do all of it at once, but pick one of these things and start to get consistent with it. If you can't do five minutes of yoga or meditation or sitting in silence, start with two minutes and then gradually increase because going from zero to a hundred right away is a surefire way for you to be set up for failure because it makes it so that you are trying to achieve this perfection. And the goal here is not perfection. It's about adding small habits and small steps to get you eventually to where you want to go. But if you do so in a manner that's way too fast, way too soon, it makes the whole process really unenjoyable. It makes it seem like a huge chore. And something that I love to practice is really switching my mindset here of saying, hey, I get to do these things. I don't have to do these things. And I realize that I'm able to give back to myself and my body in so many different ways by just reframing my thoughts in such a small manner that it makes it so that it seems like these things are a gift. These things are something that I can look forward to instead of things that are actually a chore. And aside from some of these tools that may not seem as sexy to you, like yoga and deep breathing, A lot of times what I want to find out is what are some things that you enjoy doing? And I'm talking about hobbies for straight enjoyment outside of work, not relating to the gym, not relating to changing your physique. Talk about things that are not for monetary gain, things that just bring you joy. And I talked about this a little bit already this year about finding different outlets that you enjoy that are strictly for fun and strictly for creativity because there's so many moments that we spend throughout the week on things that are related to work or related to our fitness and health journey. And we rarely think to make time for these other hobbies. And it's a conversation I had with one of my clients just a couple weeks ago. We were talking about it and I asked her a question. I was like, hey, so what are some things that you want to start doing this year just for fun? And it took her a little while to figure it out because a lot of times as we get older and as we become more and more of adults, we forget that that creative process is such a huge part of our journey too. And it really does add so much value to our lives 
even if it's not for monetary gain and even if it doesn't change our bodies, right? So after some deliberation and after she thought about it, we came up with the idea of crocheting. And thankfully, there's so many of these cool little kits on Amazon. So there's donuts and avocados and you can make little whales and frogs. So it was just an awesome segue to get into that without feeling like you have to crochet a whole blanket or articles of clothing. So she started this along with some of the other tools that I mentioned. And this is something that all of my clients are doing. All of my clients are finding creative and fun outlets. All of my clients are finding proactive stress management strategies. All of my clients are diving into how to create better sleep environments and get more well-rested nights of sleep, because this is going to greatly impact their journey and how they feel. And aside from whatever weight you want to lose and whatever progress you want to make, if you feel like absolute shit in the process, it's really hard to continue progressing. And I felt that way for the longest time last year when I had all of this stuff going on in April and I just ignored the signs and I ignored the symptoms. And this has really taught me to be able to implement this for my own clients so that they don't have to go through the same things that I went through and they can be proactive about taking care of their hormones and taking care of their adrenals. So this episode is going to be a really good starting place for you. If you feel like you don't have any stress management strategies in place, you can start by picking one and slow rolling into it. Because I've talked about the two minute rule before where you spend two minutes doing something and then you slowly increase it to three minutes, to four minutes, to five minutes. And before you know it, you could be meditating for 10 minutes with no problem, but you didn't start at that 10 minutes. You started with two minutes and you built off of that and created a solid foundation and habit. So that would be a great place to start for any of these habits that I listed because Taking care of you is so much more than your workouts. It's so much more than your nutrition. It has a lot to do with what you're doing outside of the gym and how you spend your mornings and evenings and even throughout the day. So let this just be a reminder that the way you feel is valid. And if you feel like something's off, it probably is. And it's time to just dive deeper into what you can do to help combat and take care of that before it becomes a bigger issue. Make sure to hit subscribe if you haven't already and head on over to my Instagram at Marley Rosano to check out even more helpful content.